Welcome to the LU Moment, where we showcase all the great events, activities, programs, and people here at Lamar University. I'm Shelby Rodriguez, Public Affairs Manager here at LU, and you know it, I am back to host this week's episode of the LU Moment, right? All right, so October has officially come to a close, but here at LU, we are kicking off November in a big way. Are you ready for this? November 8th is National First Generation College Celebration Day. I know it's a mouthful, but stick with me here. It's just an annual celebration of the accomplishments of first generation college students across the nation. And this year, um, it actually also marks the anniversary of the signing of the 1965 Higher Education Act, which uh, included initiatives that have helped low income and first generation college students for decades now, right? And so to commemorate this special day, the LU Office of Global Diversity and Inclusive Excellence is hosting the second annual First Generation College Celebration this week. So it's going to be pretty epic in here to talk a little bit more about that special event is Dr. Wilma Jackson, Director of Global Diversity and Inclusive Excellence, and Andre Favors, Instructor within the Department of Communication and Media. Thank you both for joining me today. Thank you for having us, Shelby. <laughs> Thank you, Shelby. It's great to be here. So first, Dr. Jackson, um, for our listeners who may not be familiar, tell us, what is a first-generation college student? What does that mean? Well, it has several different meanings, and uh, for our purposes at Lamar University, if your parents have not um, uh, graduated from college or have a college degree, you are considered a first-generation student. And there are some other criteria, too, that we use for funding purposes. Andre, you might want to... So there are various programs like the Manier Scholars Program that mm-hmm. has different um, definitions for first-gen college student. Um, and then there are some uh, on campus that have a broader definition if you yeah. don't have a college-going tradition in your family or if you lack an understanding of the college, uh, how college works, yeah. we um, include you in, in our programs and activities. And you both are first-gen college students, right? That's correct. We are. I love that, and myself as well. So, Andre, I have to ask you, how does that kind of serve you in your role as an instructor, especially since many of your students may be or more than likely are first-gen college students? So, as you may know, Shelby, over 50% of the students at Lamar University are first-generation college students. So, I think my perspective as a first-generation college student has really helped me in understanding and realizing the importance importance of not using a lot of jargon, asking if a student doesn't understand what a term is. Um, We were one day, Dr. Natalie Tyndall and I were using the term commuter student and with just not realizing that people may not understand what that means. And so we asked, there was a confused look and then we asked, well, do you not know? And they're like, oh, uh, well, then I am a commuter student because I don't live on campus and I drive right. to school. And so just realizing that the, the processes and understandings of the language that we often take for granted that people know, uh, we uh, our students may not. And so just being aware of that and understanding that we need to be clear and ask ask students if they don't understand something. I love that. And so even as you say that, I can kind of relate to that being a first-gen college student. Even in college, I was like, what, commuter? Like, I had no understanding. And I didn't actually get that understanding until I started working in higher education. I was like, oh, commuter. They don't live here. That makes sense. (laughs) 
And so, Dr. Jackson, um, I know you kind of oversee a lot of the programming for our first-gen college students. So, being a first-gen college student yourself, how do you kind of, you know, relate that to your role? Well, I relate that to my role, Shelby. I, you know, constantly reminded of the experiences that I had as an undergrad and, you know, coming to college. I didn't know anything. I didn't know anyone. Didn't know what questions to ask. I didn't even know that I could ask questions. So it was really um, kind of... um, just going through the process, or as they say, you know, you, you're while well, you, you're building the plane as you're flying it. So it's just learning right. as I went. I just didn't know um, a lot of things, right. but I had to learn them. Made a lot of mistakes along the way, yeah. but eventually was able to pull it together, and not just for myself, but to help others as well who, who were in the same um, situation that I was. Yeah, and so how might a first-generation college student's college experience be different from, um, let's say, a college tradition-going um, student? I think that probably their, definitely their experience is going to be different. For a lot of students, the first time that they have experience on a college campus is after they enroll and they show up for classes. So they really don't have a frame of reference of, you know, what the dining, what it's like to eat in the dining hall. What is it like to assess services like the student health services? How do you go about doing that? And a lot of times, if you are first generation and you are low income, you don't have the opportunity to come to the new student orientation so a lot of information that other students are getting you that those particular students may not get so again it's um you kind of um behind the curve a little bit but there's always the opportunity to get on board and to do well and to you know strive for success but dr jackson never mind the college resources you know it's scary enough as a first-gen college student being away from your family absolutely (laughs) being away from your family right so um because i remember going away and leaving my family i'm so nervous and i had Mm -hmm. never been away and i here i am trekking along two hours away and i don't know anyone yes you know yes and i think shelby one of the things too at least for me i had to explain to my parents and others what what why i was in school what what i was studying how things were going and what the processes were um I had a unique experience where my father completed an associate's degree and was going to school at the same time I was. Oh, wow. So I kind of had to help him yes. navigate some things because I was I went to school before he started. And yeah. so it was really interesting that there can be some pressures uh, that uh, yeah. it, when going back to see the family that you have to explain and understand what you're doing and what your purpose is. But that's one of our strengths. We have to be savvy. First-gen students have to get the information and learn how to process it and translate it so that we are successful. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that you say that. And it's not just with family. I think it's a little bit with your peers too, right, your (laughs) friends. Because I can remember going back home um, to Houston. I'm originally from Houston. I can remember going back home, seeing some of those old friends, and they're like, you're in school again? You're doing this again? Why would you have want to do and I'm like oh well they're right why would I ever like here I am the nerve of me going off you know where whereas and this is very strange but I saw a lot of my old friends working and I remember thinking like man I could be working right now yeah you know and and doing something and I'm in school you know so it's kind of that weird outlook of like okay they're doing something big not realizing I'm doing something that's like immaculate you know what I mean Mm -hmm. yeah so um 
you know, how important is it that we acknowledge and celebrate our first-generation college students? Well, it's very important, especially at Lamar University, because as Andre mentioned, over 50% of our entire student body yeah. identify as first-gen, and that's, that's huge. huge. That's huge. That is huge. Yeah. And uh, almost kind of unheard of in a lot of institutions yes. to have those numbers. So it's very important to recognize these students, let them know that they're valued and appreciated, and also to provide resources and help. Uh, Andrea and I had the wonderful opportunity of uh, co-chairing and co-developing the First Gen Forward Work Group. Mm -hmm. It consists of uh, student, staff, faculty, administrators from across the campus yeah. who are doing amazing work for our First Gen students and students as a whole. Yeah. For example, the McNair Scholars Program, Star Services, uh, we have undergraduate advising, counselors, we also have a uh, first-year experience program, the uh, um, first-gen cardinal community mm -hmm. that my colleague Celine Doe and I co-mentor that has been going for four years now. Yeah. It's so, um, and we're also getting national recognition um, regarding our support and services for first-gen college students. We have become a first-gen forward institution, yes. and so it's really important that now we're kind of on the national stage that yeah. we keep up and continue the good work that we're doing for our first-gen students. I think another important point is to realize that often first-gen identity is talked about in terms of deficits, the struggles, the right. issues, the lacks that we have, but yes. we have a lot of strengths, and so yeah. it's really important in, in and uh, NASPA and other um, researchers and organizations working with first-gen students are realizing that their strength from the first-gen perspective and really highlighting and recognizing that is really important, and we're trying to do that here at Absolutely. Lamar. Absolutely, and we do that as a group, and it's great to have help. And the good thing about Lamar, we had all of these pieces across campus, but we didn't have them all together. Yes, yes. So now that we do, as Andre mentioned, we are really intentional about celebrating mm -hmm. our first-gen students and staff and faculty as well yes. and supporting them. And now that we are recognized on the national level, uh, it's important for us to increase our services. And I believe that from last fall uh, to this fall, the uh, number of first-gen Cardinal community participants has increased by 120%. Whoa, that is insane. 120%. That's and that's because of our combined efforts with, yes. our, with our group. And uh, of course, Andre being, you know, on the faculty side, you know, a lot of good yes. insight um, in the Cardinal communities. So a lot of good work is being done at Lamar yeah. and a lot of other wonderful things uh, are to come for our first year students. It seems like the two of you are like this dream team. Making it <laughs> we are. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, we met at a, a diversity related event and we just started talking and, and Dr. Jackson asked, well, what are you doing? And we talked about the first gen Cardinal community and she's like, yes. well, I'm first gen too. Yes. And we really should partner and do and, and Right, right when she started, that's when we kind of connected and we've been going pretty strong since. We've been talking ever since. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. And so I want to touch on this a little bit. Dr. Jackson, your office was just awarded a $500 grant um, from NASPA, the Center for First Generation Student Success, to support our first generation celebration, right? Well, it was, and I have to say that it was for the first gen for a work group, oh, uh, but it, but, but 
our work group, since we do not have a designated area on campus, mm-hmm. a designated first-gen office, yeah. it is housed in the Office of Global Diversity. Oh. But we are very proud. Uh, Andre and I worked diligently, diligently over the summer to apply for the grant. Yes. And it was uh, we didn't hear back from them during the time period that they said, and they sent a, a follow-up email saying we had so many applicants. Yeah. We need more time to go. <laughs> so like, please oh, give us another week and I'm like oh wow another week so yeah but we were so excited even more excited when they chose us because it's so competitive it's a very very and I don't think people really understand that how competitive these processes are you have hundreds and hundreds of institutions across the nation who are applying for you know just a certain certain amount of slots Mm -hmm. and Lamar you know because of the work that we do through our first year for a work group and all of our combined efforts you know we were chosen and our application rose to the top we're very grateful to have the 500 and now we're looking for ways to get the 5,000 the 50,000 and the 500,000 so yes yes (laughs) all right so the first generation college celebration um, kickoff is this Tuesday November 2nd right so what can our campus community expect this go round well we're excited to have the kickoff um, November 2nd and from 12 to 2 in the Central Student Center. There's going to be information. Oh, and I'd like to mention that um, the the theme is setting the stage for success. Ooh. So please come out. You are going to be amazed at the decorations and so forth through Star Services. Rachel Hoover and her team. Yes. They're putting together a whole theme for us to enjoy. There'll be information, free T-shirts. Uh, there'll be some giveaways. We're partnering with LU Reads for Change. Uh, the the book read is just Mercy for Fall yes. 2022. So we'll have five books uh, that we're going to you can uh, register to win, and uh, we have some uh, fresh hot popcorn. And you're going to be treated really like you like royalty. That's right, like a like a superstar. <laughs> and also speaking of superstars, we have several uh, students, staff, and faculty who will be uh, represented on the poster display. So um, it's a a filmic uh, kind of set uh, design, and so there will be red carpets, and there will also be um, profiles of uh, first-gen students, faculty, and staff, like Dr. Jackson mentioned, and they'll have little stars that you'll be able to see in that profile that will be in the Setzer Student Center from the 2nd through the 12th, I believe. And so you'll be able to see um, our great first-gen students, faculty, and staff and get to know them better. I love that. And so I love that you guys are focusing on faculty and staff as well Um, and not just our student population. But um, because for many of us, we didn't stop at the associate's or bachelor's degree. We took it a step further and earned that master's degree or that doctoral degree. Some of us are non-traditional students. Some of us are, you know, planning on going back now. So we're still kind of in that first gen mindset a little bit. Absolutely. And I want to give a shout out too to Josh Davis, Joshua Davis from Legacy Community Health. He's an alum here um, at Lamar and he's going to offer also be featured on the uh, poster display. Love that. Love that. Can't wait to see it. And so after this celebration and all of these spectacular events um, celebrating our first-gen college students, faculty, and staff here, what do you hope our campus community walks away with? 
I hope they would walk away with a better understanding yeah. of, you know, the day-to-day lives of what it's like to be first-gen, mm-hmm. whether you student, staff, faculty, administrator, and have an appreciate, not that we don't, but even have a more, a, a greater appreciation of the challenges and successes yeah. uh, for first-gen uh, individuals. Um, and this is why we have a variety of events. Uh, we have a, a paint and sip on that Wednesday night from 5 to 7 in the Student Services Center food court, and that's for our students. But then on Thursday morning, we have coffee and donuts in the lobby of the uh, Mary and John Gray Library for our staff and faculty. And again, they will have the opportunity to register for five additional copies of that Just Mercy book. And on Monday, uh, to be part more inclusive of the campus community, on November the 8th, we will be out on the dining hall lawn with a cab to kick off homecoming. Woo. We'll have information. November 13th. That's yes. right. Yes. So we'll be out there on Monday, November the 8th. We'll have some nachos and, of course, more first-gen information. You'll get a chance to meet some of the members of the first-gen for work group to uh, just to be there to say hello to everyone. And then on Tuesday, Dr. Vince Nix, on November the 9th, uh, he will do a table talk for us on first-gen assessment and program evaluation. Mm-hmm. And then leading us until uh, and again we have really really extended been able to extend our uh, coast in our yeah. territory yeah. and Andre um, was instrumental in helping to um, put together a proposal for Texas Tech uh, okay. first year in conference which is going to yeah. be on November the 12th yeah. and again because of the great work that the first year for work group is doing our application rose to the top and we were uh, accepted for that so um, that'll be on November the 12th so we will be presenting it will be Celindo myself and Alizio Guzman, who is one of our first-gen students, who is also the peer mentor for the Cardinal community. And we will be talking about first-gen and talking about first-gen identity and other identities like being LGBTQ or a person of color and how those stories of combining the first-gen perspective with those other identity stories are really important in terms of first-gen research and programming. And we're really, really happy about this presentation is going to be so powerful because our first-gen students, they're not just a student. There are many, many different layers and intersectionality. So through this presentation, uh, they're going to address uh, some of those um not concerns, but they'll just address some of those facts and also educate the audience. Um, And I believe there's going to be a live audience too. So we will be be presenting virtually to the Texas Tech audience and goers to the conference, but we're also going to have a watch party and present um, from the uh, communication building so people will be able to see our presentation here on campus as well. I love that. And then on the 18th, Shelby, we're going to have a Friendsgiving. And uh, Andre and Celine Doe, are, they are they're the leaders for the uh, for the Cardinal Communities. Mm-hmm. So we're combining the LGBTQ and 
the uh, first year in Cardinal Community and having a Friendsgiving. And it's going to be a fabulous lunch, but also information uh, about mental health. Mm -hmm. uh, there are going to be some stress release uh, activities. Because, Especially for the holidays. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. for a lot of students, this is the first time that they're going home for right. the semester for a major holiday. Right. And then there may be some who are unable to go. Mm -hmm. uh, so we want to make sure that the first-gen students and uh, our LGBTQ students are equipped, you know, to know that they're well supported. But also, as soon as we get back from Thanksgiving, we need them to hit the ground running That's and be great. strong yeah. for those finals finish so they strong. can finish strong this semester. Yeah. So this is why Andrea and I put, in the work group and others, yeah. we put together also the LGBTQ um, initiatives committee too. We are combining our efforts to have this Friendsgiving for students, staff, and faculty. And yeah. just to, you know, just kind of love on our students support them and just let them know hey you're not in this alone yeah. here's some study strategies and some hints and tips we know it's after midterm it might be a little late for some of y'all <laughs> yeah. but you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's hope don't give no, up it's it's hope. Yeah. <laughs> come back after the break we hit a break so but we want to make sure everything in our power and last year andre we had one event for first gen celebration, mm -hmm. we had and one now event. We have, we have so many. I more think than it's one. Six or seven. <laughs> and then I'd also like to mention that the Tuesday before Thanksgiving will be the McNair Scholars Symposium, where oh, uh, the McNair yeah. Scholars cohort is. I think uh, all 15 or 14 of 15 mm -hmm. are first gen this oh, year. Perfect. And so you will be able to see and hear uh, what research that uh, first gen students here yeah. are conducting at the undergraduate level. And there will also be a dinner um, after it's from three to six um, and the presentations will be from three to five. I love that. Now, Dr. Jackson, I know a few weeks ago I spoke with you um, about that NASPA grant, and you kind of told me it's important to do the work to support our students. Absolutely. It is very important to yeah. do the work uh, because the first time that we applied for um, the, to be a part of the consortium mm -hmm. and also the first time that we applied for the grant, we were denied. Yeah. We didn't get it. Yeah, wow. And, but we did get some very helpful feedback. Yeah. From Nashville, you know, and these are the things you can do. And we, together as a group, we did them all. We did our work. We yeah. put the work in, and, you know, it wasn't easy. And, of course, because it's work in yeah. addition to the yeah. things that we're already doing. And Andre wears so many different hats. I don't, I don't do. know how he does it all. <laughs> I, I seriously don't know how he does it all. I don't know. I don't know. But we did our work. And, and then so this time when we applied for the consortium, yeah. this time when we applied for the uh, grant for the first gen college celebration, our applications rose to the top. Yeah. And it just speaks volumes yeah. of how when you can put your resources together, you can put your thoughts together, all the wonderful things that can come from that. And I'm yeah. so grateful to be a part of the work group and everyone. And, and I don't want to start calling names. I'm going to forget some people, but they know who they are. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Rachel, Celine, all of you, um, everybody. <laughs> Dr. Nix, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and I said I wasn't going to call names, <laughs> but here I am. 
But we're so, so grateful to have, you know, people on our campus who are willing to step up to the plate and say, hey, this is important work. And, you know, whatever it takes, we're going to make it happen. That resilience. And and I'm hoping that people see what we're doing and will join us. Uh, You know, we've been very successful. Um, There is a large first-gen population in terms of faculty, staff, and students here. It's so you're not alone if you are first-gen. And we are working hard to make sure that you're supported and that you are celebrated. And we want everyone to be able to help with that. Whether And you don't have to be first-gen to be a supporter. There are folks that are part of our work group that are first-gen uh, uh, supporters and yeah. they they are just as equally important to our work and to what we do every that day. is true well i tell you guys i am looking forward to this week and to see all the spectacular events that we have coming up i'm sure our students are looking forward to it as well i want to thank you both for joining me today well thank you so much shelby for having us and uh it is our pleasure to be here today and i also like to make one other comment we do have a statement uh that our new president president taylor has taped to uh officially kick off uh the first year college celebration so we will be sharing that of this uh campus announcements and so forth so we're glad to have his support and his endorsement to say yes you guys are doing a great job i'd like to also add that dr taylor also identifies as first gen so it's great to have leadership that is willing to uh, be open about their perspectives and their stories because there may still be some stigma attached to saying that you you are uh, first time in college or that you may not know um, how everything works and so there there might be some some um, approbation in doing that so I think it's really wonderful that we have so many people including our, our university president that is willing to be out there and tell their story and thank you so much Shelby for having Absolutely. us. Oh, of Absolutely. course guys be sure to follow us on social media you already know the username but in case you don't just search Lamar University. This is Shelby Rodriguez public affairs manager here at Lamar University the pride of Southeast Texas.